There we go. Moving on up now. Into the darkness. Okay. Hello, Ben. Welcome. Welcome. Right, let's do it. Let's do it. Just eating a shortbread. Nice. Delicious. I'm going to have one in a second. Mm. Right, whilst you're eating that shortbread, I will say, uh, as always, we're supported by the Streets of Erna. <clears throat> Welcome to another episode of Ben and John Do Cars Talk Cars with the podcast. Yeah. Uh, don't know what episode it is now. I want to say 15. Yeah, let's say 15. Something like that. Um, yes, we are supported by the Streets of Erna. Um, please go to the Instagram at the Streets of Erna. The weather is getting better. Oh, yeah. So, Mate, summer's here. I know. Weather is literally I mean, it's oh, outside. It is summer. I was about to say the weather is shining. What I actually mean is the sun is shining. I'm feeling a little bit ill. If you couldn't tell, I mean, I've got a bit of a summer cold, summer flu thing going on. Uh, but yeah, anyway, go to the Instagram at the Streets of Erna. The weather's nice. If you're in the area, just go. If you're ever thinking about just spending the weekend bumming around Bristol, just have a look on their Instagram to see when they're down at Harborside, which is where they usually are. Go say hello to Nick. Go get yourself a nice Savlaki and uh, say, let's do it. Menu order and get yourself free Colombian fries and show them that you support Ben and John do cars. Yeah, boy. And because uh, in this weather, Nick, the proprietor, will be sweating his bald headed tits off. Yeah, he's got a lovely shiny bald head. He does. And he makes a lovely Savlaki. Uh, so, yeah, streets of at the streets of Anna. Go get it. <sighs> right then. So, uh, what's going on? Not much, really. Um, we're going to freestyle today because uh, we left the iPad behind. So. Freestyle, yeah. All my notes and stuff are behind. So we're, we're, this is going to be a true freestyle. A few things I want to cover. Yeah. First of all, the Monaco Grand Prix. Oh, was it good? It was good. For uh, Well, for a Monaco Grand Prix, it was very good. Okay. It's usually a bit dull. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to have a little chat about that. Um, a few few nice cars that I've seen over the last couple of weeks. I just want, Well, I say nice, interesting cars mm-hmm. um, I want to have a chat about. Uh, I saw the new Fast and Furious the other day as well, mm. so we'll talk about that for a little second after our podcast going through all the cars. Mm. So yeah, a few bits and bobs, you know how it is. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's just get straight into it. I'm wearing my Alonso hat. Yeah. Let's talk Monaco. Do it. Tell me about it because I uh, I haven't seen any of it. Don't so, even know what happened. So talk talk me through it from a from a layperson's perspective, if you can. So what do you know about the Monaco Grand Prix? That it's full of rich people that go and watch it you basically can't go there unless you've got thousands of pounds that's not true okay but carry on um there isn't much overtaking because it's very narrow track Mm. Uh, the overtaking that does happen usually results in crashes Mm. and whoever starts on pole usually finishes on pole unless they have a catastrophic engine failure yes i mean you're you're not far wrong with with most of that um first of all i've never been to the monaco grand prix i do want to go at some point um it's a common misconception that the monaco grand prix is a, a rich person's event oh really yeah a lot of the a lot of the newer races that have come about especially the american ones um miami um and las vegas this year is going to be the same um you need a lot of money to go to those right but a lot of the more traditional and it, to be fair even silverstone not that that's a new race but even silverstone it's fucking expensive. It really is. Um, the tickets are expensive. On the day, it's expensive. Um, you know, and getting in and out is a nightmare. Whereas Monaco, from what I understand, again, I've not been there myself, but from what I understand, Monaco is actually one of the more sort of grassroots fan entry level events you can go to. All right, okay. 
um, because and it don't fucking look like that on TV. No, well, there's there's <clears throat> put it this way: you can do it on the cheap. Yeah, um, okay. there's the, how how does it how does it work in the sense of like it's obviously a street track. Yeah, and they corner it off. Yeah, to the general public, but obviously people's houses along there and stuff like that. So can you like? Airbnb a place or something like that to go and watch it or how, how does I mean, it if, do, you, if how you, do, you, do you have to buy an official <clears throat> ticket to do something like that or what from what I again from what I understand and but yes you're right there are people I mean Charles Leclerc who is a monogasque he, he is from Monaco right okay um, he's born there his family is not rich his mum's a hairdresser fair enough but well, they are rich now <laughs> <laughs> well yeah um, but he uh, yeah his he took the school bus on the pit straight of the circuit every that's, day that's awesome um so yeah, so it is literally in the town. I have been to Monaco, just not for the Grand Prix. And um, but basically, because it's because the the race just runs around the town. Then, from what I understand, a lot of the time you can literally just rock up, just just rock up. Yeah, loads of fans, and there's lots of vantage points. Like there's up on the hill, yeah. which is just free full admission, of, basically full of people. I yeah, imagine. yeah. So you can go up there and watch it, and um, you know, lots of fans going there. You can f- stay in, like, stay not that far away. There's lots of shuttle buses and trains and stuff that run to Nice, which oh, is right. not far away. Okay. Um, so lots of fans do do Monaco kind of on the cheap, either camping or staying in a cheap Airbnb, you know, half an hour away or whatever else, and you can just wander around the town. So it's far more accessible than it seems. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, so what happened to the race? Well, <clears throat> Monaco, one of the highlights of Monaco is always qualifying because, again, the race is usually a bit dull. Yeah. Um, and Monaco qualifying is fucking mental. Okay. If you watch like the onboards and stuff, it is batshit. Is it? Bulls to the wall. Oh, mate, yeah, it's mental. Nice. Um, and qualifying this year was extremely good. Did, did uh, anyone stand above the pack? Two. Alonso and Verstappen. I was going to say, was it Alonso? So Al- Alonso was looking really strong all weekend. Okay. The Aston Martin's good. Um, not as good as the Red Bull. The Red Bull is head and shoulders above everyone else. But in the dying moments of qualifying, it looked like he might have got pole. Put in an absolute stonker of a lap. And then uh, Verstappen was the last person to cross the line. And... At the end of the second sector, so two-thirds of the way around the lap, Verstappen was two-tenths down on Alonso. Wow. Which in F1 2023 is quite, quite a big gap. Especially because Monaco is such a short track. I think the pole time was like 112 or 113. So, wow. Yeah. Big, he was really down on Alonso. And everyone was just like, oh, fuck, Alonso's going to get a pole. I was buzzing about it. Yeah. And in the final sector... He pulled out more than three tenths on How Alonso. How the fuck did he do that? Oh, mate, it was outrageous. The final sector was fucking outrageous. Wow, that's so, impressive. Yeah, really impressive. Like, I've not seen that in a while. Fair play. So, yeah, qualifying was was entertaining. Um, and then, yeah, the race was pretty... The, the first two-thirds of the race were a little bit dull, um, but then the rain came. Ah, that, oh. And that was interesting. It was absolute carnage for a few laps. Well, before everybody got new tyres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was people were sort of deciding whether or not, because it started off on just one specific part of the track and it was kind of only <sighs> light rain. Dodgy. So it was one of those things where loads of people were trying to stay, stick it out because people sort of say, oh, we don't know how long the rain's going to last. It might just pass. Yeah. So a load of people were trying to just stick it out on the dry tyres. Alonso even pitted after it started raining for fresh, dry tyres. Oh, God. And then a, a lap later had to come in... To go to wet tyres. To go to, to what, intermediates, but yeah, to wets. Um, 
uh, some people are saying that was an Aston Martin fuck up and if he hadn't done that then he could have won but in reality I think the gap to Verstappen even if he'd gone straight to intermediates is probably a bit too probably a bit too big but yeah Verstappen and Alonso this year are the two standouts that's amazing because like Alonso has been cruising along for the last few years from what I know and yeah. not really contending and now boom right back in there Give it, you get, that's the thing with Alonso one of the reasons I'm wearing this hat is because this is his special edition commemorative hat with all of his race wins on. Yeah. And I'm really hoping this hat becomes out of date this year. Yeah. I mean, this is going to go out the, the day after the Spanish Grand Prix, which is this weekend. So you could already so, be foreshadowing. Potentially, yeah. Foreshadowing. Potentially, this hat might already be out of date. Fingers crossed. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. I doubt it because that Red Bull is an absolutely fucking rock. So how many shit. races are we in to the season now? Can't be many. Seven. Seven. How many left? There's 23 in total, so... We're, we're, not, oh, so we're not. We're about probably a third of the way. Okay, cool. <laughs> and what's the points difference at the top? Uh, Verstappen is about. I think Verstappen is about forty points ahead of Perez in second, and then Alonso is twelve points behind Perez. Perez had an absolute fucking shocker of a weekend. Did it? Oh god! Well, no pointer. No pointer. Oh god! So Alonso's closed the gap up to Verstappen. Uh, sorry, Alonso's closed the gap up to Perez. And yeah. Verstappen's extended his lead over Perez. So he's not actually... Uh, Verstappen's not actually miles ahead then. No, Perez had a pretty good start to the year. Yeah. A load of people have been saying that he's in championship contention. I never really thought was the case because he's, he's just not as good as Verstappen. But he's up there. But he's Yeah, he's definitely up there. Um, and Alonso coming up in third place. Right. That's pretty awesome. Al- Alonso is the fucking boy. How cool would it be if he, was, he won the title this year then? Would that, I, would that make your... I would shit myself. That would, that would like, make your year, wouldn't it? Yeah, 100%. He's amazing. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have the car realistically to challenge for the title. But, but the, the car sounds good, by the sounds of things. Yeah, it's, it's Aston Martin. Yeah, yeah. And Red Bull are the big boys. Yeah. But, so yes. how much slower is it then? Can't be much if qualifying was like two tenths different. Yeah. Like I mean, one tenth different. It's all track dependent. Um, and again, Monaco is a tighter track than normal, but... So has the Red Bull got higher top speed than the Aston Martin then? The Red Bull's just better everywhere than everything else. Ah, right. Higher top speed, better downforce. It's just, it's More just money. the best car. More money? Well, oh, no, well it's the financial cap now. There's the cost cap, yeah. yeah. No, well, Red Bull have got Adrian well, Newey. I'm backing Alonso. I don't know anything about Formula 1, but I'm backing Alonso. Because I'm always I'm backing, backing Alonso. Ben. Yeah, cheers, boy. Got ya. Um, yeah, mate, I'm always backing Alonso. The guy's a fucking machine. Yeah. And he's, so, he's just so, he's so chilled and content this year. That's good. And he, that's probably why he's performing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's probably thought, you know, I've got, I've got nothing to lose. I'm going to go out there, enjoy myself. And usually, when you're in that frame of mind, you can perform quite well. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, so the Monaco Grand Prix was good. It, again, normally, qualifying is quite exciting and the race is a bit dull. Yeah. But this year, qualifying was very exciting and the race was pretty exciting as well. So, the race had a bit of everything. Yeah. Of it. All in all, a, a very good Monaco Grand Prix. Excellent. Cool. Um, Spanish Grand Prix this weekend. Let's see what happens yeah so yeah that was good I enjoyed that a lot excellent um, what do you want to talk about next I don't mind Fast and Furious yeah what was it like it's fucking mental mate I was obviously meant to come with you to watch it but <laughs> I just got back from Portugal the day before and I was absolutely exhausted I wouldn't have been asked to go mate it was mental yeah, yeah like more mental than nine actually no to be fair I'd, I'd say it was less mental than nine okay because nine was not, nine's the one where they went to space and yeah. that was just so maybe fun. they watched our podcast and were like we need to tone it down <laughs> yeah so yeah it was good I really enjoyed it it was a good movie what was the plot 
Um, so, usually number five, is that right? Probably. With a safe? Probably. I can't remember, mate. Well, in number five, um, that's where they do the heist on the safe. When they're dragging that safe around Rio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is this is kind of a direct sequel to number five. Right, okay. So, the son of the guy they sold the safe, the safe from... Mm-hmm. who gets murdered who the rock murders at the end of five right his son is played by jason momoa oh wow big dude yeah and he comes out of nowhere and is just like yeah i'm gonna fuck up um toretto and his family family and all that kind of shit ah uh, good luck mate and uh he just goes on a fucking rampage and I'm, I'm not a massive jason momoa fan i don't i've not really seen him in anything i don't think i've not seen aquaman i think he was in uh that film it's actually no, that's a, that's a, that's a three D animated film. I think he just plays the voice in it. Yeah, I think you're right. That's what I mean. I don't really know what he's. In. I know he's in Aquaman. Yeah, I haven't seen that. <coughs> Excuse me. All I, I know is he's just a massive dude with a massive beard. Yeah, big old dude. Long, crazy hair. eyebrows. Yeah, um, big like Hawaiian guy. Hawaiian yeah, guy. He's really good in it. Like I said, this is the first movie I've seen with Jason Momoa in it, but he's really good in it. He's a great actor, I think. He play. He basically plays this complete fucking sociopath. Nice. He's mental. Like there's this one there's this one scene which is really good. I got a lot of laughs in the cinema. There's this one scene where he's basically and he play, he's really like he plays this really flamboyant like he's not sort of a really dark kind of oh, I'm gonna fucking kill everyone. He's not that kind of character. He's this really sort of flamboyant, quite camp kind of you know, he paints his nails and he's always wearing oh, like right, okay. pink shirts and all this kind of thing. He's a bit like, bit like hey. hey. Yeah, yeah, a bit like that. Yeah. And there's this one scene where he's in this little backyard area and he's just chilling out, having this, having a conversation and painting the nails on these fucking dead people. Weird. Yeah, it's really strange. But it's really, it works. It's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's really good in it. And he's like, and he's a, he's a formidable foe. Yeah. Um, and there's no real conclusion. It's, it ends on a cliffhanger. It literally, it just the movie kind of ends. There's going to be another one then. There's going to be two more. There's me. always going to be another Fast and Furious. This, so this last bit <coughs> apparently is going to be a trilogy. So it's going to be ten, eleven, and twelve. Is going to be kind of one. Oh, that's cool. One storyline. I like that. Yeah, I do as well. Um, and again, it works because I like got to the end of that one and I, I just I just want to watch the next one now. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. Gripping. Ow. Sorry. Mabel. That really hurt my nipple. <laughs> nice. Get down, please. Thank you. Um, I'm trying to think what... To be fair, it's like two weeks ago now. I can't really remember. Is there some nice cars in it? There's loads of nice cars in it. Loads of nice cars. Mabel, down. Down. Get down. Yeah, there's loads of nice cars, but off the top of my head, I can't really think of them. What are we saying? Oh, no. I'll tell you one. Is there's a... Um, Datsun 240Z. Nice. With a real nice body kit running a, a an RB26. Nice. That's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and there's loads, to be fair, there's loads. Again, the whole storyline goes all over the world. So there's different, they're in Brazil, they're in the UK, they're in blah, blah, blah. Loads of, other, loads of different places, LA. Yeah, yeah. So um, loads of cars. Loads of sick cars. Loads of cool cars. Yeah, I'd recommend, I'd recommend you see it. It's yeah, good. yeah. I, pro- I, will, I will eventually see it, but. Yeah, it's good. I enjoyed that. I don't know when. Um, it is mental, though. 
Yeah, oh, I'm prepared for that. But less mental than number nine. I mean, I haven't seen number nine, so I haven't got anything to compare to. <laughs> so I'll probably watch 10 and go, this is fucking mental. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. It was good. Good. It's just, like I said in the last podcast, it's just it's just good fun. It's action-packed adventure exactly. with Do- cars. Doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the vibe of it now, isn't it? Yeah. It's not car culture anymore. It's just an adventure movie. It's literally, it's, it's Marvel, but with cars. Yeah. That's cool. And I'm down with that. Yeah, yeah, As long as you're down with that, then yeah. you're not going to be disappointed, are you? Yeah. Because it's action-packed. Yeah. Every, no wasted space in the sense of every scene is exciting. Yeah. And like, if you compare it, if you compare the Fast and Furious franchise now to, say, Gone in 60 Seconds. Yes. I fucking love Gone in 60 Seconds. And Gone in 60 Seconds is a bit out there. It's, it's, yeah. a, bit, it's a bit fucking... It's not really car culture It's a bit adventure a bit out there. And, and also, it, it, it's not really... It takes itself quite... It's quite a serious movie. Yeah. I mean, there are some, there are some funny bits in it, but like in, in general, it's quite... It, I think it's, it's supposed to be quite a sort of gritty sort of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Fucking crime underworld sort of movie. And, but it's silly. It's a bunch of people stealing a bunch of fucking cars. It is a fucking awesome film. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, yeah, yeah. Whereas... At least with the Fast and Furious, it is ridiculous, but they kind of know it's ridiculous. Yeah, and they are not pretending it's not and they know, ridiculous. They kind of know the, the the formula has been tried and tested with like five films now. Yeah, exactly. They know, know it. They, they know, know it works. Oh, actually, oh, it's a shame I don't have the iPad. I'd like. Oh. To, oh. <laughs> it's a shame I don't have the iPad. I'd like to see what the um, the box office gross is for that. Actually, ah, oh, be be astronomical. No, I, I think so. I don't think it's going to be as big as. Like the last couple. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? I have no idea. I imagine it's loads. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, nice. Hey. <laughs> um, I was going to talk to you about something then, but I completely forgot what it was. Uh, no, it's gone. Oh, yeah. Your Lexus. What's going on? Oh, right. Yeah. So. Lexus that's, update. That's a great shout. Let's do a Lexus update. So, drift car, drift barge. Uh, we definitely need to make a video on that soon. Yes. Because it's almost ready nice and i thought it was ready six months ago but it wasn't and now it's nearly ready properly yeah well properly so basically um give me a quick breakdown so we did a drift in in december um it did okay but clutch overheated steering overheated suspension was too soft and we didn't have a handbrake so it was tricky yeah um so it's been basically we've been trying to figure it out for the last couple of months it's currently sat <coughs> jake's <coughs> in jake's garage excuse me um got an upgrade clutch for it yeah that's going in um we think we finally figured out a handbrake solution that will work good it is just a cable handbrake it's not a hydro Sorry. i mean a hydro will definitely work but it's also a lot of money on one of those i suppose you don't really necessarily need one. No, well, that's the thing. With with a decent handbrake solution and decent handbrake shoes, we've got Project Mew shoes, which is from they're from Japan. Should bite quite nicely. Yeah, they're really bitey. They're like they're basically designed for for drifting to just bite. All oh, right, cool. So we've got those fitted, um, and we've got a proper handbrake solution. We haven't fabricated it in yet, but we think it's going to work. It's got. We've got new. We had to get uh, we had to get custom springs made for the coilovers. Oh, which, right, okay. which uh, were ways because they was just it was on coilovers before obviously but they were just too soft okay yeah so um we need to we're kind of halfway through fitting those all oh, right cool uh we've got a power steering cooler going in like i say upgraded clutch paddle clutch going in nice on off yeah yeah it's gonna be a horrible <laughs> to drive yeah it's gonna be awful yeah. um but 
Yeah, with the suspension stiffer, with the upgraded clutch, with the power steering cooler, and with a handbrake yep. that works, hopefully, fingers crossed, touch wood. You'll have a drift car. It should actually drift pretty well. So we're going to hopefully do a day in that, because Jake's Aristo... We'll do an update on both cars in the same video like we did last time, I yeah, think. Yeah. Um, Jake's Aristo is pretty much ready as well. Is he that thing now mental? Uh, yeah, it's pretty mental. So we'll see. Just uh, I know we're talking about the Lexus, but in one sentence, describe that car. Uh, 2J Barge. Is it twin turbo or single turbo? He's converted. To, he's done a big swing single on there. Wow. Is it, a, is it a boosty boy? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So he's, so obviously his was auto. Yeah. So he's manual bit up. So him and Matt did the, did the manual, get, manual swap on that. Um, obviously it's had. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do another podcast about this car with Jake. Well, that's a good shout actually. Yeah. That's a great shout. Because yeah. I'm sure he'll be able to talk us through it far better than we can. So basically, yeah, we did, we did the introduction video on both those, those cars a year ago. Um, and since then the Lexus has changed a fair bit the aristo has completely changed yeah it's even cosmetically different yeah only yeah. body kit everything body kit wheels suspension um interior is different i can't wait to see it yeah it's it's, it's cool yeah and it's it's pretty rowdy it's, it's got a completely straight through exhaust with no silences at all and it is fucking rowdy wow yeah um bit much uh, yeah we're <laughs> gonna we're gonna struggle to get that sound checked at a drift it, i think but uh, well. we'll see what happens um, yeah so both of those cars are almost drift ready so I think in the next probably I reckon by the end of July hopefully wait we're at the start of June now yeah six weeks eight weeks yeah in the next four to eight weeks I reckon we'll we'll take them both to a drift day cool so we should do we should definitely do a video update on that fucking right I, uh, yeah I'd love to do that sounds great yeah so yeah so going, going well so there we go Lexus update completed Lexus update done so we'll do a whole video on that Mm. Uh, soon because the last one we did was fairly good people like that and there's loads of people that want to see more shit video as well. and people want to see more of the Aristo man yeah like the Aristo is it's got a massive following they love it yeah JDM mate yeah JDM <coughs> and it's like not your run of the mill is it no it's pretty cool yeah I saw a, a G430 black one drive past my house the other day yeah yep just like yours but black does it sound good V8 yeah it sounded lush but it had these massive shiny wheels on it. It was a bit VIP for me. Are you sure it wasn't an LS430? It might have been. Because I know, I vaguely know who that guy is. It was probably the guy you're thinking of because there's not many of them about. Yeah, no. And it I probably think, was an LS. So. Yeah, that's an LS430, yeah. Yeah, it looked just like yours. Sounded just like yours, but way nicer. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it definitely wasn't a drift car. It's more like a cruise ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, that is a nice car to be fair. Yeah, it's nice to see some, some nice cars out, actually, which is good. So, uh, talking of cars, yeah. uh, we'll get on to uh, the Aston in a minute. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, uh, well, let's just do that now. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ben and I have got a friend called Sammy P. Hello, Sam. Legend. You tell the people about that. I'm just going to go nip and get some toilet off my nose. Yeah, okay, cool. So, yeah, so uh, Sammy P is a, a friend of ours that we grew He's up with. He's a nutter. He's uh, Who we grew up with. He currently lives in london he used to live in a place called stroud now he moved to london a few years ago and about i'll probably say a year and a half ago he had this mental idea to buy a car and he doesn't drive a car in london because there's no point so he doesn't 
take the car to London. He just stores it in a garage in Stroud. He bought it to go to Portugal, remember? Oh, yes. He bought it to do a road trip in Portugal because he went to live in Portugal for three months. Yeah, for the, for the winter, I think. For the winter. So he bought a car to go to Portugal, came back. The idea was he was going to sell it, make his money back, and it was just going to be like a zero-cost bit of fun for yeah. a trip to Portugal. Yeah. Anyway, got back from Portugal, and he's he's not sold the car. Moved to London. <laughs> that was two years ago. Yeah, moved to London, back to London. Didn't take the car. The car's been in storage or wherever. Yeah. And uh, barely uses it. <laughs> uh, and then occasionally says to me and Ben, "Oh, you're still on the insurance, boys. Do you uh, do you want to do you want a bit of fun?" Yeah. So uh, yeah, we managed to get our hands on it every now and then. A massive like. We need to do a video on it at some point. A massive shout out to Sammy P for that because it's just mental. Yeah. But yeah, we need to do a video on it. It's a it's a V8 Vantage, um, and it it's 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 a bit of me that car. Oh, it's a bloody lovely thing. It, it's 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 had a life. It's quite high mileage. Seventy seven thousand. Seventy seven thousand miles. So it's it's you know it's not a garage queen. It has been used its whole life. Yeah, and I love. The idea of that. Yeah. Like, it, don't get me wrong. Condition-wise, it's lovely, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's fucking lush. The interior... Oh, so nice. It's like ox blood leather. You can tell You can tell that it's done some miles. Oh, um, put it that way. But, right, it, you, you, but it's fine. You, you can tell it's done some miles, but you can also tell it's been bloody well looked yeah. after. No, it's not ropey. It's just... No. Yeah, it, it, wears, it, it wears its miles well. Yeah, there's like a crack in the front bumper, which Sammy P's put gaff tape over. <laughs> yeah. Like... Stuff like that. The passenger wing mirror doesn't always oh, fold out so the whole way. That, that is annoying, isn't it? Getting on the dual carriageway this morning. Went to look in my inside lane, and I could just see myself because the wing mirror <laughs> yeah. hadn't folded out. Um, yeah, there's a few little niggly things like the fuel cap button doesn't release the fuel cap, and you have to fiddle around with it and stuff. However, let's not get too sidetracked around little bits like that because the fucking car is amazing. It's lovely. It is such a lovely, brilliant. Well built, well designed, fantastic driver's car. I, I don't. Un- <coughs> Excuse me. I don't understand. Oh, my voice went weird. I, I can't put my finger on what it is because it's not. It's not massively crazily fast. No, it's not shit your pants fast or anything. But it is fast. Oh, once, yeah, you, yeah. once you get it high up in the rev range, my god, does it shift? However, L- loves to re- sounds fucking oh, angry. God, and he's got some crazy exhaust on it, and it sounds. Bloody loud, mm. asbo loud, which but, is which is cool. I say it's not shit your pants fast. Um, it's a heavy car, mm. and you can feel the weight when you surprisingly heavy, considering yeah. it's physically quite small. Yeah, yeah, it's surprisingly heavy. I think it weighs about the same as my Lexus. Bloody hell! About it's about sixteen, seventeen hundred kilos. They're not light. Yeah, I mean you can feel that when you're driving it, but. It's quite a wide car. So it, like, it doesn't feel wallowy. It feels sturdy. Yeah, yeah. I think because it's so wide, you yeah. get a feel like you're really planted. Wide and low. Wide and low. And it's, it's got like a dry sump. The engine's even lower yeah, yeah, than yeah. normal. So, weight so distribution's good. Yeah, Transaxle yeah. in the back. So weight distribution's lovely. Like I yeah. say, center of gravity's nice and low. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me a bit. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is about that car. And, and I, maybe it is just the badge. Maybe it is just the allure of the badge, but I just, I just love it. I just love the car. So and, do I. And I don't want to suck Sam's dick off too much about <laughs> it, but, but I love it. I just fucking love it. Like he's got such a cool car there. Yeah, it's badass. Right, it sounds unreal. 
It sounds unreal. It sounds very unique as well. It's, it is quite a unique sound. Like, you yeah. know, I've driven a few V8s, but... It doesn't sound like a normal V8. No, it's, it's, it's almost like... It's almost like... Uh, it, like NASCAR. I was going to say, it sounds like a. It almost sounds <coughs> low down the rev range. It sounds like a muscle car. Yeah. High up in the rev range, it sounds like a NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. It's really strange. It's, I, like, I, it's like the pickup on the engine is just fucking. It's like perfect. I yeah. It's perfect. It's lovely. Low down it? torque, burbly muscle car vibes. You put your foot down, and it's a bit of a screamer. Yeah, it really is. And it and it and it feels you get when you get high up in the rev range, you get that almost like weightlessness feeling. Yeah. Where your power is far exceeding your weight. And yeah, yeah. It's just like throwing you down the road. Yeah. Like, I am going to fucking toss you down the road. And it's lush. And, and I'm, well, both of us, I think, but yeah, lucky enough to have spent quite a bit of time in that car now over the last couple of years. It's so lovely on the motorway. Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, it's very thirsty, but mm. Christ. I mean, I, 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 again, did some motorway miles on it the other day. And, um, it's got really long legs. It's just really comfortable just on the outside lane of the motorway, just yeah, cruising at high speed. It's fucking lush. It's just great, isn't it? It's just a lovely car. It's just a lovely car. I'd really like to compare it, and I, I don't think we'd be able to do this, but I'd really like to compare it to some similar-ish cars from the same sort of vintage. So this is a 55 plate, so it's 2005-2006. So you took, so what, like a 911? Yeah, 911-ish, maybe. Like I'm, XKR? I'm, yeah, I'm thinking maybe XK, would it be an R? It probably might XKR, be, yeah. Might even be an A, actually, because what's that, 400 horsepower? Yes. So maybe, yeah, XK8, XKR, yeah. or uh, a bit newer, but maybe an F-type Jag. Yes. Um, pff, Nissan 370Z, not quite the same. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm disappointed that we didn't sort of compare it to Jake, when Jake had that 370. Cause similar profile, similar driving style, like position. I, obviously, I'm not comparing a Nissan to an Aston. Obviously but, not. But, but it's the same sort of car, isn't it? Yeah, and I reckon probably the Nissan wouldn't have been that much slower. No. Because it's, it's less powerful. I think the 370 is about 320-odd horsepower. Probably lighter. But it is well. quite a bit lighter, yeah. So... Uh, again, because whenever I'm driving the Aston, I don't know if you get this, but I just, I, don't, I like I said, I can't put my finger on what it is, because it it gives you your feel, doesn't it? Like it's just such a nice package. Yeah, I, do you know what? When I'm when I'm driving that car, even though it's you know it's quite an old car, I, I it's almost twenty years old. Yeah, I look at it and think that looks phenomenal. Yeah, like the design has not aged badly at all it's lovely to look at yeah the profile of it is fantastic it's not massive it's not small it's lush yeah it fits perfectly on the road but when you're in it i feel like i could be driving anything i've yeah I, I feel i just feel like i could be in a ferrari like do you know what i mean where people are looking at you and you feel like you're driving something special yes it yeah, gives, that, yeah yeah it, it gives you that feeling of you're driving something special now yes it might be because it's an aston martin but I think it's also partly to do with the fact that it's just designed in such like an elegant way. Yeah. And it, it makes you feel <clears throat> special. That's what I mean. Like, I, and I, this is what I can't quite, it's weird. I, can't, I can't quite get it straight in my head to verbalize it. But like, you know, I, I was talking to last time we had it a few months ago. Um, I remember someone saying to me like, oh yeah, I bet, I bet that's cool. Like pulling up at the petrol pumps and that. And I'm like, that's not, 
Like, I'm not really a, a show-off, do you no. know what I mean? I, and I don't like that side of car ownership and the car world. And to be honest, whenever I am going to the shops or going to the petrol station or whatever in the Aston, I'm dreading somebody talking to me yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm not going to pretend it's mine. No, no, absolutely. And then, you know, and then you have to have an awkward conversation. Oh, yeah, well, it's my friend's. Oh, yeah, he must be a good friend. Yeah, yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, yeah or whatever. I had that literal conversation day at the golf club. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I, yeah, so I went, I went fishing on Monday. I had the same conversation with the guy at the fishing place as well. Yeah. And it's like, it's just a... Uh, it's just an awkward... No one gives a fuck whose car it is. Yeah. But as soon as you... And then I feel like as soon as you have to explain, oh, it's not mine, mm-hmm. then the other person's going to assume that you're putting on a front. That yeah, it's yeah. like that you've rented Rent, it or something. Yeah, or some bollocks, yeah. And it's like, no, I don't care what you think about me. Yeah. I, I, that's not why I'm driving this. <laughs> driving is fucking I, wicked. Yeah, exactly. But... The vast majority of people love it. And that's one thing I realized about it. And to be fair, it was similar when I had, similar-ish when I had my TVR. Yeah, yeah. You can be an absolute fucking twat in that car. Yeah, and people are like, fair play. People don't care. People are like, yeah, that's how it should be driven. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. People do not give a shit. You could drive the same as you did in a Ford Focus ST and people would fucking hate you. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? Or an M3. Oh, God, an or, M3 was yeah. the perfect example. People would hate or an, you. Or an Audi RS3 or oh RS4 or God. something like that. Yeah, but people, you do it in the Aston, people are like, oh, yeah, that's how it's meant to be driven. Yeah. Oh, yes. Like, because... Like, People become envious. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, there's, I don't think there's any jealousy with anybody that watches you or sees you driving it. I think people look at it and go, I'm envious. And I don't mean that in the sense that I feel, oh, I feel special driving it. I think that if I saw somebody driving that, I'd go, that is fucking awesome. Yeah, they're having I mean, a great time. I would time. love to be able to do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, like I say, I, I, I wish I was more sort of, verbally sort of coherent with it so that I could actually sort of explain the way that car makes me feel and, mm. I, and I just but I just can't do it I think it makes me feel when I'm driving it as though um the, the car is it, it isn't trying particularly hard but it's it's designed to try to make you feel like you're doing something special yeah so it is yeah. it's a space where you step into or you sit into it and instantly you feel like you're involved in an experience that is not normal. And yes. I mean not normal, I mean that everyday Joe doesn't get to experience something like that. So yeah. Aston Martin have deliberately done that. So when you step into an Aston Martin, you feel like you're being treated to something much more luxurious than maybe it possibly is. Yeah, that's a great shout. So it, <coughs> it makes you feel a certain way so that you will never forget the experience. And yeah. therefore, you will go back to Aston Martin again and again and again, and you'll always get that same feeling because it's perfect. And and you can forgive it if it's foibles a little bit. Absolutely, like so you like, said, the wing mirror, the freaking fuel cap. I, th- I don't care. I don't give a shit. If that was my car, I wouldn't care. I would not give a shit. Um, and, and it, but if that was a, <sighs> again, let's just think, let's just say Nissan three seventy Z. If that was a three seventy Z. That would do my fucking head in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's fucking piece of shit. The fucking wing mirror doesn't work. <laughs> Whereas in the Aston, it's like an old dog. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, bless it. Bless you. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. Yeah, I can't put my... I, I can't put into words how that car makes me feel. Yeah. But, but I fucking love it. Yeah, same here. I absolutely adore it. Like, when I first got... When I first had it, way back when, maybe a year and a half ago, whatever it was, 
I was so nervous to drive it because I was like, even though it's, well, how much is it worth? 28 grand, something like that? 30, yeah, grand? 30 grand probably. Okay, 30 grand. So, because it's, it's, to be fair, it's in better condition now than when you bought it. Yeah, he's done a lot of work to it, hasn't it? And car prices in general have gone up. I yeah. don't know. I don't know exactly how much you paid for it, but it was around there. So yeah. it, it might even be worth slightly more now. Actually, I don't know. So even though it's somewhere not, between twenty-five and forty thousand pounds, let's just say thirty thousand for yeah. discussion's sake. So in the whole grand scheme of luxury automobiles, it's not particularly an expensive one. No, because it's age and the condition. And the car that I drove in tonight is, is worth is more. worth considerably more. So if you were to like. What am I trying to say? What what did I start this? Co- Value of it, thirty that, grand. Yeah, but where was I going with it? That you were intimidated the first time. You drove oh yeah, it. so I was intimidated <laughs> the first time I drove it, even though it's not actually worth that much. Yeah, because it's like it's like a it's like a well, it's it's a special car. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's yeah, not yeah. like a like no disrespect to Skyline owners, but a thirty grand Skyline doesn't hold the same value to me as a 30 grand Aston. No, I mean, that's... Well, nowadays, a 30 grand Scarlet would be a piece of sh- <laughs> <laughs> But what I'm trying to say... Yeah, I know what you're saying. You know what I'm trying to say. I mean, I'd love a 30 grand Scarlet. Yeah. That'd be fucking rad. But I wouldn't hold it in the same regard as an Aston Martin. No. Um, and this, that's what I can't reconcile in my head. Yeah, why is that happening? Yeah. Why is that happening? Is well, it just because it's an Aston Martin? Or is it... Is it something else? I, I think it's something else. It, um, and I think it's like a 30 grand Skyline would be a metal box with a lovely engine, yeah. tuned, blah, blah, blah. You, your driving experience would be rad, but that would be as far as it goes. I mean, what else could you get for 30 grand that would be exciting and fun and all this kind of stuff and a bit special? Um, we're, we're talking 30 grand from that age. That, well, well, yeah. I mean, it's 30 grand that years. age plus and minus... Five years. Ten years or whatever, yeah. Thirty yeah. grand today is not going to buy you fuck all. No, no, no. Yeah, no, definitely not new. Um, uh, maybe in like a... A lot of different M cars. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, an but, e, e, I'd like... I still haven't ever driven an E39 M5, and it drives me up the fucking wall. Because I feel like that... Not quite the same league, but I feel like, for me at least, because I love the E39 so much, I feel like that would get close. Yeah. Yeah, so in my mind, I'm thinking like... Like E90 M3s, but that isn't the same sort of league, the no. same sort of price bracket. Interesting as well, yeah. Interesting as well because from a drivetrain point of view, it's quite similar, Pretty actually, basically. isn't it? High revving V8, yeah, around the same power ish, yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's not the same. It's not the same. It's weird. Yeah, because we we drove Ross's E90, which was a lovely, lovely, lovely car, car, but it, it didn't give you the feel, did it? No, not nowhere near. Um, but I think that simply is. I think I'd, I'd like to drive an XKR. Yeah, it's not a simple. This conversation isn't simple. No. Okay, we're 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 going off on tangents all over the place. So if you if you followed us this far, well done. But that's good. I'm enjoying this. Yeah, I think I think it's cathartic because we're both exploring the way that this car's making us feel, and we're both not quite sure why. It's yeah, like- I know it's weird, <laughs> isn't it? Like I I can't I can't put my this is why this is what fucking like. I was so I went out for my work to do the other day. I was talking to people at work about it, and um, yeah, a few of those people at work have driven V8 Masters, um, and they were like, "Yeah, it was all right, yeah, whatever, fine." Um, but admittedly, and again, we haven't mentioned this at any point, it is a manual. Oh, it's fucking wicked. Um, 
and uh, the people at work who have driven them, they've only ever driven the auto, and apparently the auto is pretty shit. And I would imagine an auto would ruin that experience a little bit. Especially an auto from that sort of era. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I, yeah, again, yeah, again, they made the sort of standard comments like, oh, yeah, fucking hell, I bet you think you're fucking James Bond driving out. And I'm like, I don't think I'm James Bond. <laughs> like, James Bond never drove a V8 Vantage anyway. Um, well, that shaped V8 Vantage. But I am Ben Bond. <laughs> yeah. Um, he did drive a V8 Vantage in some of the older movies, but an older V8 Vantage. But anyway. Um, he, wasn't there one scene where he flipped like eight of them? Or they had eight of them and they flipped them all to get the scene? No, you're thinking of DB9 the maybe. DBS uh, yeah. in Casino Royale. Yeah, I think it was... Which set a record for the number of rolls on the screen. Yeah. Eight or twelve, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, we're going off on another... Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. So what are we talking about? Yeah, just... The, the, <laughs> yeah, so... Like, yeah, we... Okay, I'm going to try and... I'm going to try and be quite... Matter of fact, quite... Yes. Quite... Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> Good start. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Can't get my head working. <coughs> Excuse me. We've driven 100,000 pounds BMW M3 CSs. Yep. Right? Fucking rapid, lot of money, lot of luxury, lot of tech. Would shit all over that Aston. Would absolutely... In a straight line, ran a track, any... any destroy it. Yeah. Destroy it. Right? And it's £70,000 more. Yeah. We've driven M3s that are same value, same drivetrain, yeah. same sort of thing. V8, rear-wheel drive, lots of nice, naturally aspirated power. Yeah. Torquey. We've driven Caterhams that are probably just as quick, maybe a little bit slower, but no, round a track. No, I reckon, I reckon, well, the Caterham 310R is 300 horsepower per ton. That fucking Aston is not 300 horsepower per ton. No, true. So we've driven Caterhams that are faster. Same sort of price again. Yes. Arguably faster. Yeah. Right? So, and, and, and we've driven Skylines that are probably much faster. Yeah. Especially in a straight line, like that was shit all over it. Yeah, once it's on boost at least. Yeah, <laughs> and again, probably the same sort of price. Talking probably about thirty grand today. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So all of those cars are fantastic cars in their own right. Yeah, I love them all. Love them all, and I have great experience in every single one. And I would have great respect for anyone who owned any of them. Absolutely, fantastic cars, fantastic <coughs> choice, fantastic driving experience. Tick, 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 tick. Yeah. The Aston, however, gives you something else. It gives you a driving experience. And granted, the driving experience itself alone isn't the best in the sense compared to the other things I've just mentioned. Yeah. So My the M3 is quicker, the, the new one. The, the old M3, the driving experience is fairly similar. probably handles a little bit better. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, the Caterham arguably the best driving experience I've ever had without um, question for me that. so the Aston Martin doesn't top the list in terms of driving experience in terms of actual like drivability yeah however it tops the list in terms of overall package and experience yeah because it feels again I'm going to struggle to put this into words but it feels like that car is designed specifically to make people sit around wondering why it makes them feel like this yeah and that is why it's so special because it gives you something that you can't quite put into words. Well, okay. So to take it one step further, I agree with, with pretty much everything you just said, but I don't think that's intentional. 
I don't, you know what I mean? I, this is this is what this is why it baffles me because I don't think they. It's a phenomenon. I don't think they set out with that intention. But let's you, make a car that makes people feel like blah blah blah. I think they were just like, oh, let's just make a cool car. Yeah, and and but but you're pro- you're probably right because if they wanted to make people feel really special, or in the eyes of luxury motorsport motor car world. They would have done like diamond encrusted fucking bits and bobs and all that sort of fancy bollocks. Yeah, actually it would have been a lot more. Up. There would have been some carbon fiber in there. Would have yeah, been light, you know, yeah, all that kind of shit. But they haven't, and they, the, the the infotainment system is arguably like worse than mm. in my Mark One Ford Focus that I had. Yeah, it's fucking shit. It, it is bad. Uh, like, <laughs> the speaker system is horrendous. Oh, actually, I was going to ask you, what have you been listening to? Because that CD that you were listening to, David Bowie. Is that David Bowie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I turned it off after about five minutes because like. The exhaust sounds better. Oh, mate! So but I, the speakers are awful. They're not great, are they? Um, I mean, they're they're fine. But this goes back. This harks back to the fact that you're probably right. They didn't design that car to make you feel special, but accidentally, it, it does. does. Yeah, and this is why I can't get my head around it. I, but I just love it. I just love it. I, I'd again, I'd like to compare it to other cars of the same sort of value and age and performance and stuff um because yeah when sammy p bought that the other car he was thinking of was a 997 porsche yeah i know again amazing car yeah i've, I've not driven a 9 i've driven a 996 i've driven a 996 and not driven a 997 no um but the 996 i drove wasn't yeah i wasn't in it for very long and it wasn't really on the road so nah, mine neither mine was a piece of shit yeah mine was a piece uh mine was okay actually to be fair it was on one of those driving experiences yeah so like two laps and the brakes are fucked the steering column's loose as fuck doesn't it, it, yeah those cars are fucked i i had a well i had a similar experience on one of those red letter days this was years ago this was when i was 18 so fucking 15 years ago and uh that actually changed my opinion on Porsches because I was never really a Porsche guy I, I just didn't really give a shit about them I was like well I, I remember when I was a teenager I always used to think why would you buy a shit 911 or Porsche in general so why would you buy a Boxster why would you buy a Cayman and why would you buy a low spec 911 you wouldn't so you'd have to buy a Turbo or a GT3 or something mm. but then they were Ferrari money they were like 360 430 money so I'm like so why think, wouldn't you buy a Ferrari? Why the fuck would you buy a Porsche over a Ferrari? Yeah. And don't get me wrong, <clears throat> I'm Ferrari through and through. So I, you know, given the choice, I would always choose Ferrari. But dr- having driven that Porsche on that on that red letter day thing, which again wasn't a great experience because it was yeah three laps or whatever. And but I immediately got it. I was just like, okay, yeah, no, I understand now. This, oh. is, this is this is a lovely car. Yeah, so I had the opposite experience. <laughs> really? Yeah. The the 911 that I drove was such a heap of shit. Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. The one that I drove was pretty haggard. Oh. It was okay, but it wasn't great. Sounds like if your one had a good impression on you, then it was a hell of a lot better than the one I had. I had a 996 Turbo. It was a Turbo, is it? It was a Turbo. Oh, fuck. It was fucking rapid, dude. Really? Yeah, but it wasn't safe. <laughs> and... <laughs> it didn't feel like a driving experience that makes you want to like floor it more. It, went, it made me want to go. I'm not. I'm not comfortable in this because yeah. this is hagging. And uh, yeah, it made me go. There's nothing special. Nothing special about this. But then I stepped out of it and maybe like, recalibrated my brain because I'd just been like shoved with loads of information that I I couldn't compute. Cause I was yeah, like, this is a, a dream car to drive. 
and I stepped out of it and went, that was fucking shit. But then I recalibrated and went, it's shit because you did two laps in it. You didn't get to know the car. Yeah. The bloke kept leaning over and pulling on my steering wheel saying, you're not on the right line. You're not on the right line. And I was that like, is awful. And I was just like, get the fuck off. Yeah. Um, so the whole experience was awful. Yeah. But I, I made, fucking hate those red letter day oh, things. Fucking shit. I've never gone on one again. Thanks to whoever bought it for me. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I could talk loads about that red letter day. My God, some shocking things were going Wait, Well, we should do that for, the, for a podcast episode. Yeah. Because okay, we've both done one. Yeah. So yeah, we should we should we'll make a note of that. And we know somebody that uh, used to work for something like that. Really? Yeah. Who? Um, Ross used to work for a company doing. You know when they uh, cars that are like iconic cars, like the Supra from. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot he did. I think he did a few months doing that. Yeah, I think you're right. But anyway, back to the Aston. Sorry, yes. Yes, We are all over the fucking show. We are fucking everywhere. Well, it's me. It's me, John Ducast, podcast with the Live Podcast. Let's do it. Yeah, okay. So, anyway, I've got nothing more to say about the Aston other than it's fucking wicked. And thanks, Sam. Yeah. We should make a video about that at some point. But we've never really been... I'll tell you what I'd like to do, which I think would be quite a good video. Well, I think it'd be quite a good video. Yeah. And oh, yeah, we should just make a video about the Aston. Yeah, we should. Yeah. But here's what I would like to do. We should make it really, like, cinematic. Oh, yeah, you, you're, uh, that's your that's, oh, that's your department. Like a Petrolicious style video. Yeah. Oh. Fade in, cinematic, you know, widescreen with the bars, front up. Excellent audio. We'll have to figure out the microphones. Yeah. Um, I also, yeah, I also, I'm a plimeter now. So. Uh, I'd quite like to, excuse me. <laughs> so I'm ill and I'm, I'm a bit fucked, but. I would like to do a video comparing the Aston to my Lexus. Okay. Because... Both same vehicles. That's what I mean. They're both 4.3s. Yeah. They're both V8s. Yeah. They're both manuals. Yeah. They're both sort of luxury cars with a bit of sporting pretense. One's Japanese. One's British. <clears throat> both premium-ish brands, I guess. You could kind of... Lexus so, is a premium brand. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so on, on the surface... More premium than Toyota. Yeah. On the surface, there are a lot of parallels between these those two cars. But in reality, they are <laughs> completely apart. different. So I think that'd be quite a fun video to do. Yeah. Okay. Um, like compare the two. Maybe do some like drag racing or something Yeah, because on them. paper, quite similar. I'd also like to see how the Lexus compares in a straight line to the Aston. It won't, It's not as fast, but I don't think it's going to be... I don't think it would be miles behind. I don't know. It's less powerful. It's probably about 80-ish horsepower less, but weight is similar, but it's also got lower gear ratio. So I reckon... I think the, 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 the Lexus would make more use of its power yeah. throughout the rev range. Yeah. The Aston would make, probably fuck you up once it's running. Yeah. Um, so yeah I'd, I'd like to do that so yeah we should definitely do some videos with the Aston at some point but we've never been able to organise it whilst we've had it to when we can do a video and all this kind of shit so yeah we Plus, should do I've just been enjoying it yeah, so yeah nice. I, mean, I love it I just want to drive around and enjoy it I don't I f- want to make a video about it I fucking love it well, we should not, definitely make a video the, the other day I got I, I was going home um, you again we still good I'm just seeing how long we've been going how, how long have we been going I don't fucking know mate. don't say on that is it wait there Oh, Christ, yeah, we should wrap this up in a minute. How oh, are we on? 50 minutes. Yeah, let's wrap it up. So, well, just, again, just to finish off the Aston. Yeah. Um, we haven't talked about any of the nice cars or anything that I've seen recently, but that's fine. Like, we can f- save that for the next episode. Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. 
this sums it up perfectly. So I was coming home on Wednesday night, went climbing, Yeah. coming home, popped into the little Tesco by my house. Keep talking, just going to talk about. It was quite late. It was probably 10-ish. I had to get some, I can't remember what I had to get, milk or something from Tesco. So I popped in and there were a few people in Tesco. And so I pulled up in the Aston, got out, went to the shop. I was wearing my fucking climbing gear. So I looked, you know, I was in like gym gear. And there, I saw a few people get out of their cars as I was pulling up and go into the shop. And I was just sort of wandering around aimlessly around Tesco because I wanted, to, I wanted like a bit of a snack. And uh, and as I left, there were there were two couples, not like t- together, but there just there was a couple in an old Peugeot and a couple in an old Focus, I think it was. And both of them had come out of the um, shop like at least a minute before I did. And I walked out and I noticed that both of them were still sat in their cars. And I didn't really think anything of it. Got on the Aston, fired it up with the antisocial exhaust. <laughs> and, uh, and sort of pulled out. And I noticed they, they, they were all just looking at the Aston. Mm. And they fucking loved it. And then as I was pulling out, the, the couple in the Focus, I sort of made eye contact with them. Right, they were just beaming they, and like they gave me a thumbs up and like gave me a little nod and as I was I went by, sort of gave me a little like you know I gave me a little thumbs up I gave me a little blip of the throttle not much because it was quite late and that wouldn't happen in like an Audi L8 or something like that no it wouldn't it, that's what I mean even it wouldn't happen in a Ferrari I don't think it wouldn't happen in an Audi it wouldn't happen in almost any other brand I just I, it's something about that car I British, don't know what it is British people love an Aston Martin yeah it makes people feel a little bit sense, a sense of like pride I reckon I'd be interested to hear Sammy P talk about what it was like down in Portugal what the Portuguese made of it well they clearly didn't like it someone crashed into the back of it oh yeah someone crashed into the back of it another time <laughs> yeah but yeah I, I think it's like Jaguar and Aston cars like that you, British people just love them and it, it, do they feel the same way about Rolls Royce? Do you think? Yeah, I think there is an element of that. I think there is an element. Every time I see a roller, I'm like, "Yeah, cool." That is that is another level. Of though. course, like that is that. You do when you see one, you think, "Cool." But Bentley, do you get that with Bentley? When I see a Continental mm. GT, I do think that's cool, but I don't think it's Aston Martin cool. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, again, when I see a Bentley, I just think it's a fucking VW. Yeah. I think it's uh, no. Let's not take away from it. Like I, no, no, I no. like Bentleys. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. No, I, I I really like them. They're cool. They're great. But they're not in my eyes. An Aston gives me more feels. Yeah, I think it's an Aston Martin thing, dude. I think you might be right. <clears throat> I think it solely is just an Aston Martin. I'd thing. love to drive like a, a DB9 or a DBS or something. I'd love to have a go on one of those. Oh my god! Or a V12 Vantage. Oh, I saw one of them the other day. Oh, Did you? Oh my god! Yeah, and I saw a Vantage. Aston Martin Vantage S in Portugal. Oh. Fucking amazing, mate. Yeah. It was parked outside this like mega yacht thing and they clearly had money. There was like a strip. Was that the one that you sent the photo of? No, that was a Rapide. Oh, yeah. I like the Rapide as well. Yeah, that's cool. That's a nice car. It's fucking lovely. Oh. The Rapide, right? It's obviously got four seats. It's got two bucket seats in the back that match the bucket seats in the front. Really? Yeah, it's badass. That's fucking rad. Yes, Vantage S, never seen one in real life, and that was fucking lush. Um, but yeah. Curve, that's the Martin. Martin thing, man. 
Which brings us back nicely to Fernando Alonso. It's been an Aston Martin Alonso. Fuck. <laughs> Plug. <laughs> Yeah. Right. All right, there we go. Thanks for watching. Cool. Um, Thanks for watching and listening. Yeah, as always, uh, like, subscribe, share. We do appreciate it. Engage with us in the comments. Um, we haven't done rate or slate for a little while, but if you do want your, if you do want us to look at your car on the podcast and discuss it, then feel free to email us at bjdocars.gmail.com yep. or get in touch via the comments or whatever. Uh, just do all the usual stuff. <clears throat> yeah, you know the deal. Yeah. Cool. We'll Let's see you on the next it. one. Let's do it. Let's do it. Bye, Ben. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. 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 Let's do